Make it look easy with Sportsbet. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. And we are underway with the Sydney Swans versus the Melbourne from Rainbow Bay to Rainbow Beach to the Switch and everything in between. I'm going to have fun and you're going to have fun. Have a funny day. Go and have fun now. Your new local. You're going to love this place. It's the Rush Hour with Liesl Jones, Liam and Dobbo. Happy Friday, podcast family. Triple M's Rush Hour with Liesl Jones, Liam and Dobbo for your week-ending edition. I'm nervous about an event that is starting in March of next year. There is the ultra trail that's going to be on in the snowy mountains, oh uh, so around Jindabyne there. And uh, someone who was used to work in this office, they don't work here anymore, uh, and someone who also still works here in the office have signed up to do this ultra trail. Mm. 21 kilometres, they've decided not to do the 12 kilometres. They want to do the 21 kilometres. Mm-hmm. I haven't really worked out in a very long time. The last <laughs> time I did Kokoda, I got gastro halfway through and threw up the whole way. Right. I'm a little bit trepidant to do mm. a, an ultra trail considering I broke my foot when Doing I park did run. park run. So sure. yeah, um, I'm nervous already. Have you signed up? I haven't. So I've been very scared. Jump in. You reckon? Just go for it. Just I do it. think you could do it. I think that you are a phenomenal athlete and I think this would be, and, and I know that the staff members that have signed up, they're good people who yeah. you really are close yeah, yeah, to, yeah. and that they would be a great crew to train with, and walk, and they all walk, run. Yes, they yeah, do. It's not. Yeah. If you're going with Liam, I'd say don't <laughs> do it. Story, it's a completely yeah. different story. He because, would leave me behind. He'd be oh, like, see he'd dump but... you up to two hundred meters. Yeah. Like he would yeah. not. He he is not the person no. to go on an ultra run no. with. He is too competitive. And he doesn't care for others. No. He's not nurturing. He's very selfish. He's not nurturing. No, no in that athlete space, yeah. he does not nurture. No, no. he would not you be there. You need nurturing. No. You need nurturing. I would fall down the cliff and he'd be like, bitch, yeah. bye. Yeah, see you later. <laughs> you want to hurry up because you are losing. That broken leg yeah. is really yeah. holding me yeah. back. Yeah. I'll come back to you once I finish. <laughs> I, no, honestly, Lisa, my attitude with things like this, if you wait until you're ready, oh, you'll no, never do it. I'm not doing that. So I just – and as soon as you sign up – yeah. You'll find yourself going, oh, I've got I've got an hour. Let's go walk Mount Kusa. Yeah. Well, I've just been really envious of all your training that you've done for Noosa Try. Like you're all you're all out doing your running and mm. your swimming and your bike and all that sort of stuff. I, I'm not a Noosa Try person. Sure. I d- not try. But you one. you love your hiking. You I get do, up and down yeah, Mount Kusa really like, a bit. And I like going for a walk, but. I'm not a runner by any means. No, but, but this sort of event, and yeah. I and I know the one you're planning on doing. Uh. It's it it it's called a trail run. It's just um, it's a it walk, run, or jog. I'm happy to jog some it, bits. Yeah, you will love it. Yeah, you will absolutely. love it. I yeah. am still yet to come across somebody on a trail run or a walk yeah. in a bad mood. Okay, you, even when you're suffering, even yeah. when you you've got blisters and you you need to. Do number twos and yeah. you go dig up. You still, it's just you can't have a bad time out on a trail. So good. So I think you will have, if you decide to do it. Yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to book my you'll place love tonight. it. Yeah. And then next thing you know, you'll be coming into work going, Liam, Dobbo, look at these shoes I'm playing. Okay, <laughs> on yeah. And, and, and. yeah, see, that's what I need. I need advice too, mm-hmm. like on the backpack to use and the vest. Oh, and yeah. all it all. Yeah. It has it all. No idea. We yeah. can go down yeah. there. Yeah, well, I'm right near Anaconda, so I'm just going to go there and just. I really, <laughs> really think that you should be doing this. I think you I should be it. awesome, yeah. mate. And it gives me time because we've got a big break. Let's yeah. go. So, yeah, it's let's special do it. sign her up. Hey! Big story about to break. Back page of the paper tomorrow morning. I'm having conversations with the present moment at first, right here on the rush hour. This is Dobbo's Mail. Jerome Luai will not become a dolphin. 
And Boom. if you recall, we've been talking about Jerome Luai coming on the market come November 1. That's when he is able to negotiate. And his new management, the Rose Brothers, um, have said that they are going to test his value. He's been odd, offered $1.7 million over two years to remain at the Penrith Panthers. He's a three-time premiership player there and a Penrith junior. But everybody's been talking about where will he go and what the Dolphins need. And the talk was that the Dolphins need a running 5'8". We've all talked about that. Mm-hmm. They went up to Cameron Munster. Not many good 5'8s that have won three premierships have ever come on the market. And was there an appetite for the Dolphins to have a look at? We spoke to some people around the Dolphins Tommy early Fledler on. Tommy was all for all it. All for it. I spoke to Wayne Bennett today, and he said nothing against Jerome Luai. He's a three-time premiership player, but absolutely categorically, no, he will not become a Dolphin. They haven't even had a discussion about him. I said, so Wayne, because you know what, Wayne can play tricks. I said, so Wayne, if I said that he wasn't going to be a Dolphin, I'm not going to make a goose of myself. He said, absolutely not. He's not going to be a Dolphin because you know the old thing, then a week later, he's standing up there with a jersey, you know, and if that happens, that'll make me good radio, but... Wayne Bennett has told me today he will not be a Dolphin. They haven't discussed him. Is it a culture thing? Does he think he won't no, fit culturally? He doesn't think he's the right fit as a player, He, oh. you know, like for, for that side. That's just what he said. And it wasn't in, in a nasty way. He said no. he's a three-time premiership player and he is a superstar. He just doesn't think the mix. Now, okay. Peter Who's, O'Sullivan. Who, whoever will be playing 5-8 next year will be working on that left side with uh, Herbie Farmworth next year. Well, you think they? Izzy Katoa will be at okay. the moment because Sean O'Sullivan's the seven, Izzy Katoa's the six at the moment. But Peter Izzy's O'Sullivan. the seven moving forward. Peter, yeah. Peter O'Sullivan, the head of recruitment and retention, who's also Sean O'Sullivan's dad, is currently in England at the moment. And, you know, there's no surprises over there. They, they, are, they are looking for that. Diamond in the rough that can come over here. Is and there take some on talent overseas? Heaps, really? Heaps. Yeah, okay. yeah. They've they've gave me a few names. I'm not going to okay. drop them now. But I spoke today to people, and they said they are they're close to trying to get the players, and that's where a lot of players are being found because there is a shortage here. But one player that at this moment, if you talk to Wayne Bennett as of today. Jerome Luai will not be a Dolphin. Mm. He will not be signing at the Dolphins. So, so let's just play it out a little bit then. If Dolphins are off the table, Dobbo, best guess, and I'm not asking you to report anything here, but best guess is Jerome still with the Panthers next year. I, I, I can't see why he wouldn't. He's What is he, 24 at the moment? 26, I think. 26. Okay, so two more years, he's 28. Cody Walker's 34. Mm. If he still not ha- if he still wants to go, he's still going to get Jack White's thirty one and he's getting one point two. He's got so much room for big earnings going forward. I, I just think that the easy pick it might not be that one million dollar a season, but it's close to you know yep. within third parties. I think he stays a pick and a chance okay. to do something that I don't think has been done since that Invincibles of the and immortal team of the Dragons. Are you saying four grand finals? Listen, really? Stop putting four. that out there. No, it's either a Titans, Broncos, or Dolphins premiership next year. Hey, uh, look, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm right there saddling up with the Titans in 2024, but I'm not going to say the Panthers can't get there again. I am. They're terrifying. Absolutely yeah. terrifying. Anyway, all right, well, so no to Jerome. No, no to Jerome. That's all right. Over. I was a big W the other day, and I went through the checkout, and there was a game at the checkout that I haven't played in so long, but it was so popular on the Australian swim team. And I guarantee any sporting team, any trip girls, trip boys, trip away, you've had this game. It's Uno. The classic game of Uno was for sale. 
but there was one that was also next to it that you could buy. And this is going to cause mayhem in friendship groups, in families, and all sorts of anyone you can think of, this is going to ruin them. It's called Uno Show Em No Mercy. They've added some new cards. So instead of the uh, draw four, it's going to be a wild reverse draw four, which allows players to change the color, reverse the order, and pick whoever goes next to draw four cards. I love that. I love that. It's hectic. Because where you can win an Uno, but when they reverse it or change yes. the colour at the end and you're about to go yeah, out, that's you can, what causes bedlam. You can strategically pick on one person yes. to not get, uh, so they can't get Uno. It's also, you know how it's draw four? Yes. It's mm. draw ten. Oh, my God. Draw ten cards. See, I love nothing more. I used to play with my kids. That was the first card game I taught my kids, and I used nothing more than loading them up at the end. You'd yeah, hold them and then bang you, them. You know what you can do? You can load them up on cards and then use the discard all, which means if you have over 25 cards, you're eliminated from the game completely. Mm. So, so the, you can just pick on one kid and just eliminate them from the game. So the people of Uno want fisticuffs. Oh, That's what they're doing. That's they what want, this game is designed to do. blowing up families is what they're going to do Start by this game. Start a proper brawl. Yeah, it's going to be, yeah, you can get um, so many cards if you just picked one person. I, I feel that board games and card games and families, sh- the two should never come together. No. <laughs> and, and, and I mean that generally. I understand, I understand <laughs> friendships and when you go away, I get that. I remember when I was about eight years of age, I'm down at Yass in New South Wales for a family Christmas. My dad was born there and he's got a brother and two sisters and they played a game of Scrabble. Oh, I love Scrabble. And for six years later, we never spoke to either auntie because of that game of Scrabble. The two boys and the, the, the brothers and sisters, my dad and his brother, and the two sisters had a fight over a spelling word in Scrabble, and that Whoa. broke up our family. And I absolutely remember it to this day how bad it was. And I was like, you know what? Good lesson. Yeah. Good lesson. Fast forward five years, hmm. Monopoly. Oh, one don't of somebody even. stole some money out of that. Next thing you know, no. my mum and her sister are having a blue over one of the kids has stolen money <laughs> out of the Monopoly. He was the banker. He stole money out of it. Many a boards of Monopoly have been flipped. I'm not. I am. It, I don't find it that surprising that there was a dispute in Dobbo's family over spelling in school. <laughs> hey. I've got a lot of bright family members. <laughs> I'm the anomaly. <laughs> but look, it's guaranteed to set up oh, fights. But yeah. A good mate of mine and I had a proper dust up over Monopoly. Oh, and completely at fault. I was completely at fault. Were you? I was losing. I landed on one of his properties. I owed him basically everything I had. But instead of paying him, I chose to sell everything I had to oh, another bloke for a dollar. Yeah. It just you destroyed jerk. the game. Yeah, yeah just Cat. destroyed the what game. What a jerk. You know, so, and your friendship. <laughs> yeah. And look, you know, we smooth things over eventually, but it made for a very frosty <laughs> afternoon. Because that's what board games and card games do. They bring yeah. out the pettiness in, in, in us. And also because it gets strategic too. Like mm-hmm. if it's in families yep. and you just want to target one person, it gets really personal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are you doing this? Because I hate, I hate you. you. But it's yeah. just Uno. It doesn't matter. One triple three five three. Did a board game split the family or a card game? Uh, we like we'd love to really celebrate your family disputes based over petty things like <laughs> board games and card games. Dobbo has two aunties that he doesn't communicate no, with. No, we're anymore. back now. We're back now. Are you back uh, on yeah, deck? Yeah, I think the word was fact. Facade. F A C T. It was the one that I don't know. Like, wow. I don't know. Yeah. What was the spell? I don't dis- know. I don't know what it was, but anyway. <laughs> There's an X. <laughs> no, there's not. As I said, we uh, we can't really spell can't. that well. Oh. In our <laughs> the big 
fight that we used to have over Uno was whether you could put a draw four on top of a draw, a draw four. four. And then um, Uno came out and I think they rectified it and said, no, you can't yeah. do that. It's against the rules. I know, but if, if the person you were playing with didn't know that rule... Play it anyway. Turn Play nasty. It. Yeah. Well, if you start the game, you make your rules. <laughs> Ken from Runaway Bay, good afternoon. G'day, how's it going? Good. Did a board game ruin your family? Come close to it. Oh, no. <laughs> My kids were seven and ten and we were playing Monopoly. Yep. And I had them both bawling their eyes out, and my wife threatened to divorce me. <laughs> wow. Really? And I wasn't allowed to play Monopoly ever again with them. And they're now 40 and 43, and they still won't play Monopoly with me. <laughs> you still broke, don't them, broke them that hard, eh? You just took yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. What did you and do I to tell them? you what, oh, I just, every time they missed me landing on their property, I'd have a crack at them, and I'd say, watch the game, don't watch TV, you know? <laughs> Ironically, both of them have gone into property development. <laughs> well, oh, actually, they're both pretty well off now. So. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> See, funny. you taught them well, Ken. Yeah, yeah you got to treat them, treat them mean. That's Jason it. from Brendale, good afternoon. Uh, when's a card game or a board game come between you or a family member? Uh, hey, team, uh, it was uh, years ago there was a, a board game called Car Wars along the lines of um, Dungeons and Dragons, and me and my best mate used to play it. Yeah. And one day we got into a Barney about what we could and couldn't do. Um, I flipped the board. We started wrestling on the floor in the lounge room. Um, <laughs> Mum said to take it outside, so we did. Um, and I ended up getting thrown over a uh, 1.8 metre fence. Oh. Yeah, you still mates with him? Serious? Are you friends yeah, with still, Hulk Hogan or yeah. something? Yeah. Yes, still mates, best mates. We did we did um, karate and martial arts together, so we oh. really had a throw and all that sort of stuff. So, I was going to say, yeah. I don't really picture a dun- Dungeons and Dragons style of player to be able to flip what, over a fence. What are you saying about people who play Dungeons and Dragons? Well, they might be a bit vitamin D deficient. <laughs> <laughs> might be a bit inside all the time. True. But his mate was obviously very strong. The thoughts and opinions of Liesl Jones do not reflect <laughs> that of Triple M. Rush hour, Liesl Jones, Liam and Dubbo. Saturday night down in Melbourne, Amy Park. It's the Anzac ga- rivalry. It's Australia yeah. taking on New Zealand. The Kangaroos taking on the Kiwis. This man would have loved that fixture whenever it came up for him. Queensland legend Jonathan Thurston. JT, good afternoon. Yeah, good afternoon. How are you? All right, mate. Um, was your first test at the SCG? Was that that um, centenary test? No, that was 2008, I think. Uh, my debuted in 2006 in the Anzac test, uh, which was Joey's and Ben Kennedy's last uh, test in the green and gold. So I came off the bench and jersey number 14. Badiris was the nine. Uh, Joey was seven and Lockie was six. So uh, she was a fair team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just into that team on debut. I mean, you oh. just go in there. I mean... Well, how's the memory on? I was yeah. going to ask, what did you have for breakfast that yeah. day, JT? <laughs> I remembered everything because um, I remember Joey and, and Bedsy and, and Lockie would, um, you know, get me after training and put me in different scenarios uh, on the field and, you know, uh, start to visualise, um, you know, players standing here and um, if this person was here, if this front row was there, what are you thinking and things like that. And my head was just going just, oh, my God, this is, like, the best ever. So, um, yeah, Joey and Lockie were the two that I looked up to as a, as a teenager, and now I had them um, passing all that knowledge oh on to me. Gosh. It was a fair debut. Oh. Bloody hell. What about the rivalry? Everybody says, like, talks about in rugby, the All Blacks versus the Wallabies, but I would go to, as far as saying that the Kangaroos and the Kiwis rivalry in rugby league is as fierce. There is no love lost between these two countries when it comes to playing rugby league. 
Oh, no, definitely not. There's great respect, but it's definitely no love lost. And you're going out there, you're representing your country and everything's on the line and you do anything uh, to win. And, you know, you stand there in a huddle uh, when they're doing the hucker and it's quite intimidating, but um, it's certainly quite a, a, a thing to see when you're actually in the middle of the pitch and uh, they're coming towards you with the haka and you know it's game on baby let's go let's go and dance so <laughs> there's been some hectic games uh, in my career against the Kiwis um, obviously we lost uh, in 2008 that World Cup still haunts me today but um, yeah we've had some fierce battles um, you know ever since we've, we've that game's been going. Oh, I've got goosebumps already. It's going to be so exciting. We've got Thomas Flegler and Nico Hines on debut. Two people who I didn't think I thought would have already been on the Kangaroos team because they are so good. But Nico Hines should be comfortable because this is his old stomping ground. So he should be pretty happy there, right? Definitely. He obviously knows Amy Park very well, uh, playing for the Melbourne Storm before he left for Cronulla. And, um, you know, he's been outstanding the last couple of years that he's been playing for the Cronulla Sharks. So he's definitely earned his spot uh, in the Kangaroos jersey and um, he's coming off the bench so he might be playing in the middle there for a bit and be a link role uh, to the outside backs Uh, you know we've got some really quick outside backs Tommy Flegler um, you know, he's probably a little bit underrated uh, in that Broncos pack because uh, of Payne and Paddy Carrigan, sorry. So those two boys probably get a lot of the uh, credit, uh, and so they should. But, yeah, he's the young hero, uh, hero there, Tommy Flegg. He's got late footwork. He's aggressive. And, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching him go around. So the Kiwi certainly sent a warning uh, against the Samoan side. Last week, the Kangaroos certainly need to step up their game uh, coming into uh, this one on, on Saturday. It's a double header of test action too because you've got the Jillaroos taking on the Kiwi Ferns as the lead-up to, to the oh. test match as well. So, And you can watch both those games of the Pacific Championship starting from 4.30 with the Women Australian Eastern Standard Time into the men's game uh, Saturday. That's uh, live and free on Channel 9 uh, and 9 now. You can watch both of those. JT, just getting back to the Harker for a moment, I mean... On Saturday night at Amy Park, I, I look at the names of Nelson Asafa Solomona and James Fisher Harris and think that they would be pretty intimidating to watch in the Harker. Back in your day, who who did you look at the in the Harker lineup and think, yeah, that you're making that work? That's genuinely terrifying. <laughs> uh, the 17 players that are doing it. <laughs> True. I remember in 2008, Sticky got us to actually walk forward towards it. I was thinking, oh, oh why no. would we poke the bear? Why <laughs> would we be poking the bear? <laughs> and then you ne- I noticed you never did the Willie Mason where you just basically called somebody out mid harker <laughs> <laughs> No way. That's why I'm in the half. <laughs> Jonathan Thurston, a part of Channel 9's coverage of this fantastic Pacific Championships. We cannot wait for this weekend's footy. Thanks for giving us some time on the Rush Hour, mate. No worries. Thanks for having me. This is Rusty's Motorsports Report. Thanks to Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. We say a very good afternoon to you, Greg Rust, uh, as we get ready for the GC500. The streets of surfers are coming alive this weekend. Oh, While well, I was on hold there, I got nervous when you said the police, Dobbo and I were very good the last time we caught up on the Gold Coast. <laughs> Such a great vibe down there, guys. You know, when it comes to Queensland and motorsport, you guys are spoiled between Townsville and, and events like this. But to, to have it all uh, on the coast, and it's, you know, I know it's changed a bit over the years with no IndyCar and so on, but it's still a great party there. 
it is quite unbelievable how this has evolved. I mean, IndyCar was massive. Everybody said after Indy, it'd never be the same. And then supercars came. And in a lot of ways, Rusty, now they own it. And it, the proof is in the pudding today, tomorrow, Sunday, two races over the weekend. It is a, a spectacular and it's a destination point now for racing. Most definitely. And, and you know, in that, those periods there where we were, you know, were challenged and couldn't necessarily stage it, we, we really missed it. And it's very similar, Dobbo, to the way that, that supercars moved into Adelaide after the Grand Prix went to, to Albert Park in Melbourne. And they really made that event their own. And, and same deal, when it went away for a couple of years, the people of, of SA missed it and, and desperately wanted it back. And both are signature events on the, on the supercars calendar. Brock Feeney was very unlucky in Bathurst. Do you reckon it's mm. his time for redemption at the GC500? Most definitely. The way that he has grown, Lisa, is, is unbelievable. He's only just celebrated his 21st birthday. He's a baby. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah, incredible. And as we talked about on the show, from a, from a good family, what the Triple Eight or the Red Bull team tell me about the way he applies himself is, is a great example to young racers, to young athletes. And, you know, to get the kind of endorsement from a, a Jamie Winkup about the way he's going about his racing, you know, we, we, it was only yesterday that he really joined the, the premier level of the sport. And now he's a Sandown 500 winner. Now he's been challenging for a, for a championship. He, he's away. It's very early days of, of the talent of this young bloke, for sure. The street circuit is like that scene from Indiana Jones where the boulder's rolling down that narrow hallway. <laughs> at, the, at the best of times, that's what the race car drivers experience. And now with this weather that's hanging around, it's been raining today. There's forecasts for some rain over the weekend as well. What does that do to the race itself? hugely challenging for for the drivers this is where you really see the skill of the men and the women a to get a setup that works in those tricky what is ordinarily road you know sort of street circuit conditions and then the way they fire them particularly over that back chicane you know that's right on the edge of the the water almost the way that they can um, you use that roller coaster analogy you know drive them through there um, pretty spectacular, but you add a bit of precipitation, you add a bit of rain, and it's a whole other level of, of spectacle in itself. Rusty, you just mentioned there, I'm probably putting you on the spot. Are there female drivers for the GC500? We've had Simona Di Silvestro come out for, for Bathurst, and there are some in other categories and things like that. Um, whilst we don't have a full-time driver um, in supercars like that at the moment, Simona's expressed an interest in coming back to the class, perhaps at some stage. And the sport's done a good job over time to, in all areas, Lucille, Australia is actually a leading light when it comes to um, embracing uh, people of, of all sorts of, of cultures, and whether it's men or women, but particularly we've got a greater portion of women right throughout the paddock now in all sorts of roles. Uh, I mean, Lisa, all I'm saying is 12 months' time, Put your, put your head down, bum up, and you could yeah. be lining up on the GC. I would just have to be about half this weight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Rusty, before we let you go, we, it'd be remiss of us not to get a tip from you for the weekend. You know the form guide. You know who's got their cars humming best. Talk to us who's standing atop the podium over the weekend. I'd love to think that Ford get their moment in the sun here. And, and you know, it's been documented in the lead-up to our, our chat here on the show about the fact that they've got some, some aerodynamic reprieve. They, they don't know that it will necessarily fully sort it at a place like the Gold Coast, but it's a step forward. You know, somebody like a Cam Waters or even the, the Dick Johnson racing guys to have a, a good weekend at the GC, that'd be great for the sport, I reckon. Greg Rust, uh, all thanks to Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. The GC500, it is revving up this weekend. We can't wait for it. Uh, you enjoy your weekend of motor racing. We'll talk to you soon.
What about a little bit of commentary? Liesl Jones on pole position <laughs> here on the Gold Coast. <laughs> Thanks, Raps. <laughs> little, little bit of this one. <laughs> Imagine if my car was half the body length in front. Wow. We'll talk to you soon, Rusty. See you, gang. We've been talking about Triple M's Oztober and celebrating all things Australian music, and it doesn't get much more Australian than this song, other than Neil Finn being a part of it, but Paul Kelly's How to Make Gravy. Who's going to make the gravy? No, it won't, because it's being made into a movie, which is I don't know that I've ever really heard of song first, movie afterwards. Mm. Usually the movie contains a song yes. that's being played and like and Streets of Philadelphia. Yeah, like yeah. Streets of Philadelphia with like Philadelphia the movie and there's so many of those, but I think it's wonderful that it is being made because the storyline is actually brilliant. If you listen to the lyrics, it's not just about a corny song made about how to make gravy. It's not about gravy. No. At all. Well it is actually about gravy because um Joe is a prisoner and he's writing to his brother Dan who's on the outside. Hey Dan. Yeah, on Still instructions here. on how to look after his family while they have Christmas because Joe is responsible for making the gravy mm-hmm. for Christmas dinner. So they don't know how they're going to make the gravy if he's in prison. Chris, the brothers are driving down from Queensland. That's exactly right. Yeah, So and uh, he's also worried that uh, Dan and his wife might fall in love yeah. while he's in prison. It is, it is dripped with Australian Australiana-type oh, stuff. Well, there's a movie behind it. It's, it yeah. There's a movie in it. You're right. Yeah. Paul Kelly has written an amazing outline to what I think will – Is it? what's the timeline on this, Joe? Is there anything uh, – 2024, with, it's going to be out. Oh, so, I'm so excited. Yeah, so it's going to be on Binge. Uh, Hugo Weaving's going to be in it. It's going to be huge. Um, yeah, it's it, massive. Kate I, Mulvaney, she's st- oh amazing. I'm sure, I'm sure the people at Binge have thought of this, but it has to come out on the 21st of September. Has to. That has to be the release. Well, day, well actually, that would make a lot of sense because it gives them a lot of time. It be just build up to it. It's Paul Kelly Day, 21st of December. You drop the. Uh, Cracker. If you haven't thought about that already, binge, and you've sold this idea, at least I just want a ticket to the premiere or something. That's of all. Of course you they will. would have thought about it. They yeah. Would have thought well, about it. anyway, it's funny, you know, songs that you could, you can make movies. I mean, there are lots of songs mm-hmm. out there. Do you know I'm, another Aussie song that would be perfect for a film? Go. There's the a last w- train out of Sydney. Plane. Takes plane. the last plane out of Sydney because he goes to Hong Kong. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was thinking of my song. Oh, have you what have you come up with a film? Play the gamble, please. Okay. You got to know when to hold up. Know when to fold up. Train bound for nowhere. A train bound for nowhere. He met Love up with it. a gambler. We were both too tired to sleep. So what's the film? So two blokes, hard on their luck. Mm-hmm. Don't know a lot about where it's going to happen. Get a ticket. Right. And life's journey takes them. They play a card game with rich American oil oil owners in Dallas. Right. And from there, yeah. they get together. Yeah. And you know what? They win all the money and they change <laughs> their stars. It's called The Gambler. Written by Ben Dolman. Mel Gibson star in a movie called Maverick, which was very similar <laughs> to that movie. <laughs> That's so good. All right, Lisa, right, I prepared. Have you okay, got one ready? I do have one ready. Okay, do you want to hear the plot? Tell the us the plot. I'll tell you the plot of the movie. Okay, a man goes into a desert. 
There's lots of animals around. There's a fly buzzing around. Um, it's very dry um, and just a whole lot of pain, like absolute misery. Okay. After nine days, he yeah. has to let his horse go because it, all the desert has turned to rivers. The rivers start to flow what? again and wow. it starts to flood. Okay. After nine days, he realises that the horse didn't have no name. His name was Gary. I've been he did have a name. He knew the name all along. You Gaz, can Gaza. You Gaza. can do this. You can do this with any song. I think we've proven it. We've got Kenny Rogers and the Gambler. We've got America, the horse with no name. Yeah. I've I've gone through the exercise as well. Can mm. I give you the movie? Yeah. Go. It's a mystery. It's a thriller. Yeah. Ooh. A washed up detective is hired by an elderly millionaire after a party where someone goes missing. Oh. And the party was jumping. Yeah. And everybody was was pumping. <laughs> who let the dogs out? He's got to solve the mystery of who left the dogs out. <laughs> Where did the dogs go? That's it. That's oh, the mystery. No. Oh, no. You have to see the Someone film. left the gate open. <laughs> So funny. No. Almost time for us to wrap it up. We've got a weekend to rip into. GC 500 on the way. Vroom, vroom. Beep, beep. Vroom, You got a very lame supercar. Vroom, vroom. Oh, it's just, it's, it's, it's an electric. It's a Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Fridays, we've made something of a, of a theme of, on a Friday by finishing off with some of these. Some shout outs to some uh, people or. Places or Something things that have uh, left a nice imprint on our week. Oh, I'm going to give a shout-out. This is a very personal shout-out. Um, I co-parent a five-year-old, Ella Daisy, and my ex-partner uh, is a girl by the name of Kylie Gibb. This week we had Ella's uh, fifth birthday, and I just want to give a shout-out to her on how well we co-parent together and how good we do it for our daughter. We went to her kindy this week together. Um, we had a cake, we had a birthday, joint birthday party together when plenty of relationships, exes don't talk and the kids suffer. Mm. We, from the very beginning, made it about Ella and I've got to say, it is, there is a different way to do it and we do it and I know it's not everybody's gravy, but KG has been just wonderful in that role and I'm giving her a shout out because... Uh, and also to Amity for being so understanding, but that's just a given. Um, Can we she, just make sure this shout-out break doesn't become about you thanking the mother of your children? Because okay. that's... <laughs> right. Well, that was last time too, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. I shout, yeah, no, she, Cam. I shouted oh, Cam. Cam, Cam, Cam. But then right. also Mate, Amity let you go to Vegas. You too. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. too. Yeah, and Cam hasn't birthed any of your children. No. Oh. Anyway, so Maybe well done, has. KG. Shout-out, KG. Uh, uh, happy birthday. Do you, at least, do you have one? I do have oh, one, yeah. Oh, I've got two quick ones. Rachel Goff, who did my styling, she went shopping with me for three hours, put up with me. I'm not a great shopper. I don't particularly like it, and I've got a whole new wardrobe. Yeah, and She's you amazing. look unbelievable. Thank I you, would guys. say you are rocking your outfits. You you look great. Look good, feel good, work good. Mm-hmm. So that's a good one. Um, right. And also Frankie Four Shoes because I, oh, yes. you know, through. Yeah. Nicole through, Schultz. Yeah, yeah, so like KG, we'll give, give yeah. her a shout out too because it's her friend. Yeah. Uh, pair of Frankie Fours, wear them every single day, good for work. Your shirt that Brizzy. you're wearing today makes me think of uh, Duck Hunt. Duck Hunt. Yes. Nintendo yeah, Duck yeah, Hunt. Uh, that was great. I actually bought this shirt for Mardo's 21st because ah. uh, it was like a funny, yeah, like, last bright year. shirt. Theme, yes, and I just Match repurposed right. it. Yeah, it's great. You're Happy wrong. days. Uh, can I oh. give one? Shout it, shout it, shout it 
I'm going to give a shout-out to uh, my mate Dirk, who uh, we got the vanity delivered for our bathroom. Yes. Uh, I am... Not handy. Tits on a bull useless when it comes to this sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, Dirk came around this morning uh, and basically all but installed the vanity. And this, I would not have picked up on this, uh, but he basically got it all set up and then said, mate, have you actually looked at this? I was like, no. And he showed me, and basically the vanity's been delivered with a massive chip <gasps> out of the top of it. And so I was like, oh. And he's oh, like, no. he's like, I can set it now, but you're going to be looking at that for the rest of. Oh, I hate that. Anyway, so he's taking it apart. And he's he's set it down, and and I'm now trying to deal with getting a new one replaced. But the point is, if it was up to this peanut, we would have had we would have had a chip brand new vanity. But thanks to Dirk for actually being you know a a man and being able to lift things and fix things and do things. So I want to give Dirk. Trust me, if I went to your house, I would have picked up on that straight away. You would have, which is why you're not welcome. Can I also give you a shout out? Oh, okay, hold on. What are you shouting me out for? The first time in four years you remembered your wedding anniversary and got your wife a present. Well he done, mate. You, know, like right, you, you got the I'm date still... wrong, but that doesn't matter. It, the fact that he bought a present for her, Aww. he's come a long way. I should shout out my beautiful <laughs> wife, Alana. We've been married for nine years now. Oh, and he remembered her it's anniversary. It's been a wonderful yeah. nine years. Just the wrong day. Remembered okay. that I got the week right. <laughs> I was yeah. in the ballpark. And Didn't our, have the year right, but that's okay too. Liesl, I was in the ballpark. <laughs> I was in the general vicinity of our wedding anniversary and in our relationship, near enough is good enough. Yeah. Exactly. Lisa, we got to get out of here. Ciao for now. Dobbo. Farewell, my neighbours. We'll see you Monday at 4pm. Make it look easy with Sportsbet. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Triple M's Rush Hour with Liesl Jones, Liam and Dobbo. Weekdays from 4. Also on the Listener app.